<laughs> All right, cut that. All right. <laughs> All right. I was actually thinking just cinematography because we already brought it up. Oh, that's right. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. And I am coming at you with big birthday energy. That's right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. And that's what we're doing here today. It's a it's a very different, very special episode of Not Your Father's Movies. We decided that since our birthdays are scattered around the year in a pretty nice, releasable way, that we would structure an episode around each of us who's having a birthday. Kind of let that person decide what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it. So today, for Jesse's birthday, he has picked three movies for us to do because uh, he wants to monopolize our free time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesse, Jesse, what are these three movies that you picked for us? So these three movies are Gallipoli, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, and 310 to Yuma, uh, the 2007 version with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. Great, great. So Gallipoli, uh, for those who don't know, came out in 1981. It's kind of a landmark in Australian cinema coming to the world. Deals with some very Australian themes uh, in it. And it's directed by Peter Weir, a very well-known, very good uh, Australian director who's directed stuff that we know like Witness or The Truman Show or Master and Commander. Um, All three of those are probably future episodes. (laughs) (laughs) This, This stars a very, very young Mel Gibson. And uh, Mark Lee, who you probably haven't seen anything else as he's dedicated almost the rest of his entire acting career to only being in Australian projects. Kind of cool. That's wild. Yeah. 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 Uh, And then Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, directed by Guillermo del Toro, written by him with Hellboy creator Mike Mignola. Stars Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, and Duck Jones. And then finally, 310 to Yuma, 2007, directed by James Mangold, starring, as Jesse mentioned, Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, but also Peter Fonda, Ben Foster, Alan Tudyk and Logan Lerman. Uh, These are all movies that we all had some semblance of knowledge of, but maybe we're not familiar with, like, specifically Gallipoli. (laughs) Yeah, specifically Gallipoli. That was always, like, on my list of movies to watch, and I just never got around to it, because I was like, oh, it's a two-hour Australian war drama. Yeah. My mom, uh, my my mom, we, we always talked about watching it, but my mom was like, this movie makes me too sad. <laughs> and so we never did. It was on the list. She watched it by herself one day and just like cried for the next week. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's oh, very... That's that's a bad way to watch a movie. I, <laughs> yeah. you, you need a crowd for that one. So that way yeah. you can all be sad together afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> he really did finish the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, around this episode, what Jesse has constructed is a little conversation, a few questions revolving around these three movies and where they took place in his life. So I want to pass the reins over to him and say, Jesse, would you tell us about your first pick here? Yeah. So real quick, the, the reason why I'm, I'm doing these three picks in general um, is because, well, this is a birthday episode, so I could have done whatever I wanted to. I got to thinking about dad movies, movies that influenced me. Um Obviously, there are classic dad movies that have influenced me and just about everybody else in the world. Things like, you know, Empire Strikes Back. Who doesn't remember watching that for the first time? Um, of course. Yeah, so there are absolute 
stellar classics like that. And then there are these oddball movies. Um, and I started thinking about these oddball movies and realized that I've seen all these movies exclusively with my dad, which is a big deal because growing up, like we always, I have four siblings and we always watch movies together, right? Usually as a family or usually it'll be like half the family all watching something. But these ones in particular have all impacted me in slightly different ways and changed the way I view dad movies. And so I decided to do these three. Let's start off with Gallipoli, which I would not be on this podcast if I had not seen Gallipoli when I was a teenager. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I I figured that had to be on this podcast about dad movies. This is this is a movie that my dad specifically wanted to watch with me. Um, I think he had rented it and said, Jesse, here's this movie. It's about World War One, Australia, and uh, this campaign that the English had. I, I think uh, we should watch it together. I was like, okay, I guess I'm down for a war movie. And then we and then we watched it, and I just got really, really bored. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got so bored because you know it's about the Mel Gibson and and Mark Lee. Uh, just they roam through a desert for a while. They become friends, and one of them's a runner. And you get yeah, for like for like five minutes. This is like the middle of Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in that five minutes turns into like twenty five minutes, <laughs> and it's a lot of walking through the desert. It's a, it's a big ask. I mean, how old were you? Oh, I'm like fifteen, fourteen. I this is when I was going through my um my shit years, the years where I was just <laughs> the worst version of myself. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. You weren't you weren't you weren't a man yet. You were just a creature. <laughs> yeah, wasn't a man, just a creature. Yeah. Oh man, it was that was a rough time, and yeah, I didn't even want to like give this movie the time of day because it's just like why why am I watching this? This is so boring. It's just like really long shots of landscapes and and like there's no war. Where is this darn war that I keep hearing about? You know. <laughs> So uh, in the middle of this, I had actually left. I left and just like hung out in my room or whatever. And I thought I wouldn't watch the rest of his movie. And then um, like 20 minutes later, my dad comes into my room. He's like, hey, Jesse, um, they just got to the shores of Gallipoli. I think we should go see this. I was like, okay. Um, And then I watched the rest of it. And the rest of it, when they get to the shores of Gallipoli, it's really, it's really depressing because the the guy that you've been cheering for the whole time like dies at the end. And spoiler, <laughs> we're you, really good. We're really good at spoilers after yeah. spoiler. But by the <laughs> way, there was a spoiler in there. In case you, you didn't know, we basically already said it. Mike, yeah, you spoiled it first. It's true. It's yeah. true. I did. Well. <laughs> I, I did as well. I uh, preempt postemptive spoiler on what I said. <laughs> also, I mean, it's called Gallipoli. It's not going to have a happy ending. If anything, people would just be confused and being like, "Is this a tourist movie about Gallipoli? <laughs> <laughs> why would I see that?" I don't think people go to Gallipoli for anything. That's other probably than why they're confused. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope I hope no one's seen the movie thinking it's going to be like a touristy movie. Uh, just shots of Gallipoli and everybody being happy. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of like bizarre walking, you know, and uh, and prostitutes. Yeah, from from the the town. Lots of deserts in Australia. Lots of Australia in general. Yeah, 
-hmm. yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty rugged, rustic landscapes. Yeah. But you went yeah. and watched it with your dad. I'm sorry. So yeah, I went and watched this last, uh, like I think 20 minute section of the movie with my dad and I, I got into it near the end because I had all these questions like, why are these Australians here? Um, why are they all dying? Why is, why are the generals like so incompetent? Why can't they prevent people from dying? Why, why are they choosing to leap out of these trenches and rush towards the enemy when they know they're going to die? Yeah. Um, yeah. And those, and so that whole scene actually kind of, it stayed with me. It stayed with me till, um, to this very day. And, uh, actually it got me into later in life, like years later, I, I remembered that scene and somebody told me about a cool history podcast called hardcore history. Um, Ooh. it's a very long form podcast. Like if you ever want to dedicate 20 hours of your life to learning about world war one, this is a podcast for you. Uh, <laughs> I aspire to being able to hold a listener for 20 hours. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I aspire to be able to talk about one thing for 20 hours. I mean, we, we haven't gotten to the heat podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Got to save up the juices for that oh, one. Yeah. That'll be a 20 hour uh, podcast. for yeah. sure. At least I, Oh, that, I, I think I would hate myself. I think I would hate all of you. If you made me do that for 20 hours. <laughs> Well, he does it by himself, right? Dan, Car that's Dan Carlin's show, right? Dan Carlin's yes. hardcore history. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He does it by himself. He doesn't make anyone else do it with him, it's other than right. us, the listeners. He just he reads a ton of books and just records uh, a podcast. And so I got into podcasts through uh, Dan Carlin's hardcore history, and it was around that time where I started listening to other podcasts. And then Vito recommended me some other movie podcasts. So if I hadn't gotten into podcasts through Gallipoli then I don't think I would be doing a podcast now because I would have been like, who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a question I still ask myself <laughs> when I when I see the listener numbers. <laughs> you know what? We care. That's true. That's who cares. We care. That's true. I, I care. Uh, and I, I also care about our subject of dad movies. And Gallipoli was also informative for that reason, right? This is an experience I had with my dad. It's not a movie I would have ever watched just on my own, I don't think. Um, so it, it formed my experience of, of dad movies and of uh, World War One that I can't really shake. So that is why I, I picked this movie in particular. Uh, did you guys just watch this recently for the first time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did. Uh, just this week. I, I knew I'd have to get to it eventually because I, I do admire Peter Weir as a director and I, I like so many of his movies and I think he has a really interesting style and I knew I'd have to find my way to globally, not only for that, but also I had a, I had a little personal story to tell with this one as well. When I was growing up and going to, to youth group, uh, something that I did in my small town, uh, our youth group leader actually recommended when I was about 17, he said, you know, I don't watch a lot of new movies, but an old movie I loved was Gallipoli. And he told the whole story, like he told the whole movie to us and it was really enrapturing. And we all had the same sorts of questions and outrage uh, just with him describing what the ending was. Mm -hmm. And I always remembered that movie for that is that uh, somewhere out there, uh, old youth group leader, Jerry uh, would be very happy and proud of me right now for having watched it. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. What'd you think of it, Mike? Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, 
this was a movie that's been on my list as well uh, for a long time. Um, my mom, like my mom said she really liked it, but also didn't want to go through it again. And so we didn't watch it. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a weird personal note. There's this song that I sing to my kids that's about Gallipoli. And it's kind of this bloody, gory song. And I realized, like, like it's it's a song. And which it, song is it? it? It's an Irish song. It's called... It's called Walting Matilda. And the band it's, played Walting Matilda. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the yeah. band played Walting Matilda by which, which is a riff off of the um, the national anthem of Australia, and it's talking about Gallipoli and and Subla Bay mm-hmm. um, and, and all of this stuff. And I, I, it's a song that I loved when I encountered the the album um, when I was like I don't know six years old or something like that. Um, I just learned all the lyrics and I've remembered all the lyrics my whole life. And so you're not, you're not referring to the Pogues album. No, not the Pogues <laughs> album. No, no, not the Pogues album. Tommy Makem and uh, the Clancy brothers made, oh. made an album. Um, and it's like a live album of, of them singing like a straight up Irish album, not punk punk irish not 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 the album title rum sodomy and the lash <laughs> no, no, no. no but that is also a great album um <laughs> i agree but but so like i like it's a song that's been a part of my life for a long time and now it's going to be a big part of my children's lives i hope that doesn't do anything wrong um, <laughs> just just don't tell them what the album title is <laughs> well not that album, but, <laughs> i know <laughs> i know I keep we're, we're making everybody confused um <laughs> no but the clancy it's actually funny that you're bringing up that song because oh, yeah. That was a song that uh, my father would sing to all of us a lot. Really? And he would, he would bounce us on his knee. And he actually came up with a different song, which is called Riding the Pony. Oh. And then he would just sing that phrase to the tune of Waltzing Matilda. No way. Yeah. And he would sing the original song, too, when we were going to sleep at night. Yeah. Um, it's a good one because so like part of the reason why it was so good was that like it, my, my kids pay attention when I, I sing to, to sounds and stuff, like when they're babies or whatever, like if, if, if the sounds are going wild and, and like, there's a lot of different stuff going on, they wake up and they're like, huh, this is interesting. And I realize, like, oh, this song is just kind of the same thing over and over again. So that's part of why it worked. It actually put them to sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at like three o'clock in the morning with my first baby six months old. Like yeah. this was, this was a lifesaver for me. So I wonder, that's probably why you're dead. It's, it's just, it's a looping, it's a looping yeah. melody, you know, yeah. and it, it's very soothing. It, it feels like, like the, the Irish ballad, like Turulura, right? Yeah. It feels like that. Yeah. Except it's a lot darker. Yeah. So check out that album. Um, Tommy Makem and the Clancy Brothers. Oh, that one. Okay. Um, not the Rum Sodomy and the Lash. Oh, well, you can't That one's do, a great right? one too. That's great as well. It's a very different thing you can get. You're gonna get a very, very drunk Shane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Long that... way of saying, I, I felt a connection to this movie long before I ever saw it. I'm happy that um, a song about Gallipoli could be a lifesaver for you after destroying many, many other lives. So it's you know, circle of life, man. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Wow. All right. <laughs> I, took that, I don't think he, I don't think he meant that as personally as you took it. Yeah, I know. I, I no, know you didn't mean I, it as personally I, as I, I really took didn't. it, but, <laughs> but yeah, some perspective. Oof. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I want to call a quick sidebar here because it's been a long time since we called a sidebar Yeah. and a listener reached out the other day and said, Hey, why don't you do sidebars anymore? And I was thinking, well, because it just turned into a lot of a shouting at each other for a little <laughs> while and we had to take a break. Uh, but I want to reintroduce it here and say, so if Gallipoli is one that got J- 
Jesse into dad movies. Can you think of one just like off the top of your head? First one that comes to mind. That's not the empire strikes back. Yeah. Um, I can think of two. Okay. That got me like, made me sort of realize the idea of dad movies. U571. Nice. Which is awesome. Yeah. And another movie with Matthew McConaughey in kind of a bit role. Is uh, it? Rain, are of, you Rain of Fire! Rain of Fire, yeah. Rain of Fire. Not a great movie. An amazing movie. Yeah. That isn't great. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to have another answer because Rain of Fire was what I was thinking <laughs> yeah, of. So, awesome. yeah. That's Rain awesome. of Fire. It's, it's going to have to happen at some point. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that movie again. It's really bad. It's been years. It's really terrible. It's been so long. I tried to watch it a couple years ago and I was like, wow, Vito, you really, you spent a lot of time on this movie. You spent a lot of your life watching this movie. It was so cool. <laughs> it's Dragons, Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. Yeah. Like Gerard Butler. That's right. Yeah. Gerard Butler. Yeah. It's very cool. I have Leonidas never himself. seen this movie. You've never oh seen the gosh. post-apocalyptic movie where dragons took over the earth? <laughs> You know, I haven't, but I think I've always wanted to because I saw that cover and it's just like dragons. They take over the earth. Who doesn't want to see that? That was <laughs> no, way back then. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I just wanted One to day. call a quick sidebar. And now sidebar, <laughs> sidebar over. I was going to do the sounds, but there's, for the listeners, you don't know this, but there's a lot of open drinks at the table in front of me and I cannot do the sidebar noise. Jesse, could you do side, end the sidebar for me? Um, sidebar ended. Thank you. Beautiful. Nice. So maybe coming out of Gallipoli then, so like my dad had, he came and asked me to like come watch the rest of that movie, that specific segment and that scene. Um, and I was thinking like, what are some movies that you think you're going to do that to your kids that you're going to do that to your kids with basically? Yeah. So this, this one is kind of hard for me because I, I don't like, segmenting movies like if if i'm watching a movie with my kid i want to make sure they can watch the movie you know i don't like i do it sometimes but i don't like the covering the eyes i don't like the fast forwarding because it's like if your kid's ready to see it the kids should be ready to see it um i've already broken this rule a couple times just so i can get my daughter to watch something i really like watching but i think in general as she gets older i'm going to try and enforce this rule a little bit more because then i think it, it creates like an unhealthy thing in the kid with like i just want to see that which was forbidden uh, and I know from my own personal experience that that can be damaging. But one couple of things that did come to mind was uh, actually from the last the last year in movies. I, I have a couple here. One is from I, a movie I just watched earlier this week, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. This movie Ooh. rules. Okay, cool. It rules. But there's a specific scene where Fred Hampton, played by Daniel Kaluuya, gets out of prison <clears throat> and he's giving a speech after the death of one of his comrades and he is standing at this podium and he says, I am a revolutionary. And he repeats this phrase and he gets more and more intense each time he says it. And the whole room starts reacting and cheering. And this, the speech he gives after that, he's so electric and on fire that even though it's like, it's a, a good hour into the movie, uh, that's the moment where if my kid had wandered out after they were, you know, a little bit older and I was showing them this movie about historic racism in the sixties that maybe I would go and get them just like your dad did with you, Jesse, and been like, come back. You need to see this. This is, this movie is on fire. Uh, that that's, that's a pick that I had. Cool. What, what do you have, Mike? Um, I kind of, yeah, I, I kind of approach it like, um, 
what are what, what are the scenes that I am most sort of excited about them seeing or something? Um, like I, I kind of want them to watch the movie because I want them to see this scene. Uh, but for, so the things that came to mind to me were kind of the entire Born series, like mm. all the fight scenes in them. But especially, I, I, and, and this is this is something that's been um, like people don't really like this part of it. But in the Born. Uh, all, no, the Born Supremacy, the second poles? one. Oh, okay, yeah. N- number two, the car chase, I thought oh. was just, to me, when I saw that, that blew my mind. And like going back and seeing it, um, it's, you're kind of all over the place. People have said that they don't really like it that much. Um, I thought it was really cool. I still think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, it was pretty like, uh, I don't know, seminal for my idea of what a cool car chase was. Cause he's driving that massive, like black Mercedes yeah. down the road. Yeah. And I will always want to have that black Mercedes. <laughs> it's so cool. And it's just like, it's just wild. Yeah. Um, that's, that's like one of the best car chases I think I've ever seen. I remember, I haven't seen the born supremacy in years, but the number one thing I remember is just a, the best car chase scene I've ever seen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I have almost no memory of the Born Supremacy at all. Yeah, I don't like. I I, don't, I, I think I've I definitely have seen it once, and I've seen Born Identity at least twice, and I like Born Ultimatum a lot. But I actually can't remember a single scene out of any of them except for the fight in the Born Identity where the guy gets the 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 pencil in his hand. Dude, that is so <laughs> that is such a cool fight scene. Oh my gosh, yeah. That, yeah. that that's out out of like six hours of movies. I can remember one two minute section and I'm like, where did the rest of that go? It, it just fell out of my head. I don't know. It, yeah. But I feel I like love the story pick. isn't that sticky. Yeah. I read the books yeah. too. And like, I don't remember them at it's all. Like, it's it's very, like Treadstone is the thing related. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the secret organization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's Treadstone. He's lost his memory. And there's some other cool fight scenes too. I think in the third one, he just, he fights a guy off with a piece of cloth. The other oh, guy has okay. a knife yeah, and he's holding cool. it between his hands, deflecting the knife. Very Jackie Chan. Is, is that yeah. the, the fight where he's like jumping through the windows? Like they're yeah. jumping there. That, that was amazing. I feel like that's what was the coolest thing about that series was just like <clears throat> the fight scenes took like 10 minutes and they were baller. Like they were so cool. So well choreographed. Um, yeah. When you could see them. Because I also remember that. Yeah. It was you really could actually difficult see to see what's going on. Well, it was really difficult to see because they, they chopped it up so much. Oh. Don't you remember that? Like, people mm-hmm. were always complaining about, like, not being able to understand what was happening because of how, like, jarring the editing was. I didn't feel that way. I it's thought a, it was, I thought I was it, like, I thought I it was like it was directly what on. Nolan was trying to do in Batman Begins yeah. was, like, chop it up. And yeah. I don't know. I don't, again, yeah, I, mean, I barely remember this movie. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we don't have to, we'll probably talk about those later as well. Oh, I yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. That's, but, that's a series of dad movies for us. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but another scene that I'm excited to to for my kids to see is um, the you googly scene in Zoolander. Another very epic <laughs> scene <laughs> oh where someone gosh. gets a speech from a podium, <laughs> but um, very different. Yeah, very different. Uh, they're going to be a lot older when they when they see that. But that's um, yeah. <laughs> going through this though, it was really hard to like come up with a scene because I really like dark movies and I'm really excited for them to see like gritty stuff you're so edgy mike well no not really I'm, but like i've got daughters yeah and so like even even the borns the born stuff i'm like well i don't know how excited they're gonna be to see this when they're 16 or that, that, 12 that might or, be the yeah. thing 18? that that they watch with dad 
to like mollify him. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, dude, you girls, like you're going to be strong women and you're going to learn what it means to enjoy a cool fight scene. <laughs> when you figure that out, tell me because I've tried many different approaches with my wife and she just, it's just not happening. Well, she's, she's already formed. That's you, true. You have it's, it's choice, choice to make about your daughter. Do you, do you have one, Jesse? I have, I have lots actually. Awesome. I, I, at least five. Um, so going with the war thing, uh, theme of Gallipoli, I was thinking uh, the movie 1917 leads to the same climax that Gallipoli does. Um, only I think in general that that movie is better. Um, but it also ends happier, though. It, it's happier. 1917, right? sort of. 1917 has this dual has the a dual nature at the end where like he's unlike Gallipoli, like he actually succeeds in delivering the message. And then Benedict Cumberbatch playing the commander, like comes over to him. is like, you know, that was kind of pointless because we're just going to kill all these guys in a month or two anyway and send them out. So well done, but it, what your work doesn't matter. Yeah. And that in a way captures the war. I, I like Gallipoli captured that on a personal level of like going into battle and, and thinking you're and thinking you're fighting for a cause, thinking what you're going to do is matters. And 1917 is just like, no, everything doesn't matter. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually far. I think it's far more depressing. Um, and I think it gives a good sense of World War One as well. So that's why I would have that ending section of 1917 kind of as like my replacement Gallipoli. Um, I also going with the war theme, Band of Brothers. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many gold scenes from that series, and I I know it's not a movie, um, but I think I, it's it's your birthday. It's your birthday. So we will lift. <laughs> we will lift the notable embargo on TV shows. The 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 Europe one or the Pacific one or both. I would the Europe one. Um, the Pacific one is really sad. It's yeah. really rough. I still haven't seen that one. I should give that a, a watch sometime. It, it, it's a very different movie. Yeah, different series. There's there's a scene where someone's flipping cards into into a dead person's yeah. open skull is is yeah. pretty rough. Oh, nice! That's fun. He was having a good time. <laughs> Not oh, the card but... catcher, but <laughs> I mean, oh, he wasn't having a bad time. That's... He was dead. <laughs> Terrible. Okay. Uh... <laughs> um, but in episode two, Band of Brothers, I think it's after the whole training sequence, and they're all on a plane. Um, to go to the beaches of Normandy and they're all just so terrified and like saying prayers, smoking cigarettes. Like you can see them all like, I guess they're not smoking cigarettes at that point. Um, but they, they all wanted to, and they can, they can hear guns like tearing down planes full of people around them. That, uh, like that is a really, uh, I don't know that, that is something that um, only a movie or a show could ever capture that I can never, ever show my kids. So I want to show them that like, here's, here's people staring fear down and going along with it and still being afraid, but still being brave about it. And then I have another one and this is more personal. Uh, it's the movie short term 12. Um, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> there's Previously an opening, mentioned. there's an opening opening scene to that. Um, and it's, one he's uh they work with a bunch of like troubled youths i think um i think that's the best way to say it and uh it's about these workers who work with them right and uh there's one guy i think he's sitting uh telling a 
telling the new guy like all these stories while smoking a cigarette and just laughing about all these crazy things that have happened. In the middle of the story, a kid books it out of of the building wearing a cape and just starts booking it for the exit. I remember the scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So the reason why and I just want my kids to see that, just that. And then the guy says, um, hold my cigarette. I'm going after him. The reason is because I worked at a school uh, for special ed. And this happened to me. Sand cigarette. Like, <laughs> new guy was there. I was telling the story. Kid runs out. And then separately, there was also another incident where that was just like that. Only a kid actually ran out with a cape and started booking it away. And I had to say, hold my drink. And then I had to, like, run after him. Um, so that's amazing oh my gosh yeah yeah. so i've never seen i I can't communicate to that to my kids what that's like but that movie probably does it the best so i want to i want them to see that scene um awesome yeah yeah. that's really cool i i really i really like that movie i i need to revisit it i haven't i think i've only seen it the year it came out and uh and not since i got to go back to it yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. It's a lot about trauma after that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think I might even do a thing where I would just show the opening scene and then just be like, you know what? Maybe we're not ready to visit the sort of trauma right now. But I just want you to see this, kids. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe when they get older. Yeah. Well, um, moving then on to our second movie. You want to tell us about Hellboy Two, Jesse? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so some backstory about my dad. Um, he's always taken us to superhero movies, right? Like we saw Iron Man together and the Spider-Man movies and all and the X-Men movies. He was always there, but he never like he liked them, but it's not something he would like sit down and watch on his own. Right. I mean, he's watching uh, Gallipoli like that takes up a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Who, who has time for X-Men when there are so many Gallipolis in the world? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can watch Gallipoli twice. <laughs> uh, so, so like he, you know, he's tolerated and semi liked superhero movies his entire life. Um, and then one day, though, he was just flipping through the channels and somehow he got settled on Hellboy 2 and he just started laughing. It's like, oh, wait, I, I didn't see the beginning, though. And so we skipped past it. And I thought that was the end of it. I thought we'd never watch Hellboy 2. Um, and then the next day, like, I look at our TiVo recording list, right? Because this is back when TiVo was a thing where you had to intentionally record things uh, to yeah. store them up yeah. so that way you could stream them later. And uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army was on there. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and my so mom like, found I, I want to see this. Yeah. That's and cool. then my mom found it, and my mom just started freaking out. She came up to me and was like, did you record Hellboy? A movie about <laughs> Satan? <laughs> I'm just like, no, it wasn't me. And then she went up to my little brother. He's like, that wasn't me either. And then my dad comes up and was like, oh, it was me. Yeah, it looked really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I think so later you went, you went through like a dark phase in your teenage years, but not a Satan worshiping phase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're clear on oh, that. No. So the listener knows. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not Satan worshiping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> had, had you guys seen the first Hellboy at that point? No, I. Okay, so you weren't like even f- familiar with like the characters. No, I, I knew nothing about Hellboy. All I okay. knew was that it was a superhero movie and it looked cool. So I always wanted to see it. Um, 
yeah, so we had nothing to go on. We just jumped right into the sequel, and it was just me and my dad. Um, we sat around watching it because my mom refused on principle to watch it, and then she dragged my little brother out of the room. So it was just me <laughs> and my dad. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's so much fun. Like, it's, I think, I remember what it was. It's the beginning that really roped my dad in, right? It's, um, it's that, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy from Rest of Development. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, the, uh, oh, the oh, yeah, 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 Papa Jeff Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Jeffrey. Tambor. Yeah, um, and he's like giving a tour of the facility, and there's like aliens ripping people to shreds, and he's just like, "But I, what Hellboy is doing to me? It's it, he's he's trying to hurt me on purpose. I'm taking pills for this, and people are like dying in the background. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's like my unexpected dad movie with my dad that I had Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Oh man, dude, that's awesome. Um, but with that, I, I like I want to talk about Hellboy too, but I I think we need to stop because we've got an episode coming up really soon about Hellboy two, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and we don't want to to step on that episode or spoil that episode or or anything like that. So yeah, and we have a very special guest on yes, for it we do. as well. So look forward to that in the next month or so, yeah. uh, we, because Mike and I definitely have thoughts and yeah. Those thoughts can best be summed up right now, and we liked it, and can't we oh, talk yeah. more about it? <laughs> so much to talk about. That's awesome that you like saw it with your dad that way, Jesse. That's that's so yeah. cool. Or yeah, organic that, yeah. dads organically finding things to watch on TV at night is always really fun because that really like shows you what the sort of dad is. There's like the dad that's going to stop on the History Channel and like watch an alien documentary, and then there's the dad that's going to see Hellboy two say that looks funny and then record it so he can watch it in full later. Like it just says a lot about each dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's principally against commercials. Uh, he refuses to watch anything live ever. Wow. Um, yeah. Because like they're going to be commercials and that just ruins everything. So record I mean, it. I agree. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> it, they do. You know, That's why I, we don't really have them anymore. Yeah. They suck and everyone hates them. And it's now- just product <laughs> placement in the, in the movies, in the shows. Yeah. Or every five seconds on a YouTube video. That's true. It annoys the hell out of me. Right on our phones. Yes. Yeah. I, there's like some apps I can't delete. <laughs> and that's just a living commercial on, on my podcast. Phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, well, I just want to jump in right here and tell you about a brand new product. <laughs> oh no, we're, we're not doing that yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's, it's not cool enough yet. Yeah, um, please pay us. <laughs> if you want listen listener listen up good if you don't want to hear an advertisement you better send us money right now <laughs> on our we non-existent oh, oh yeah. yeah one bitcoin one bitcoin one no bitcoin. That'd be ever. great that'd be so great a month one bitcoin a month <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. That's our first tier. Calm down, Zuckerberg. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. Uh, oh man. Oh, did let's you move past this bit? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have so, a question associated with this? So, based off that movie, uh, so that was my dad's unexpected dad movie. Um, because again, he doesn't really like superhero movies, but that one he just really wanted to watch. So, I was wondering what you guys had in terms of like your unexpected dad movies. What do you guys think is going to be unexpectedly associated with you? Yeah, so I, I've been trying to think about that. Um, I feel like I feel like my taste in movies is a little all over the place. Um, I like things that, I don't know, aren't really dad movies and consider them dad movies and don't like 
dad, I don't know. But one of the things that I thought of that is surprising, and I don't know if you guys know this movie, uh, that is a dad movie for me, is this movie called Those Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines. Have you ever seen that? I feel like you brought this up to me before. Dude. Did you bring this up in a I, different episode? I, oh, maybe I did. Was this... What, what year was this? What year did this come out? Dude, I don't even know. It was like... Yeah, uh, maybe 90s. This just, came out in the 90s. I don't this know is when it came really out. It's an old bell for me. No, it's an Dude, old movie. Dude, this is 1965? Yeah, okay, 1965. It's very like colorful, which is why I was thinking maybe in the 90s, but um All right, dude, hold on. Th- this the, movie is hilarious. Yeah, the, read the summary. The full title is Those Magnificent Men in Their Flying Machines or How I Flew from London to Paris in 25 Hours 11 Minutes. Yeah, it's a very Doctor Strange love title. It, it is. Um, it's not Doctor Strangelove. It's definitely like a funny movie, and this is something that I feel Doctor like Strangelove is a funny. No, movie. No, no, no. But this is this is straight. Okay. <laughs> like Doctor Strangelove is kind of like highbrow humor. Um, sure. But but this is like I could watch this with my kids tomorrow. They won't really get it that much. You know what? I should probably see it again before I say that. <laughs> it's always dangerous when there's a movie like post nineteen sixty five that you yeah. saw a long time ago. You're like, I could probably. Yeah. I think it's okay. I don't think there's anything bad, but it's, so it's about um, it's about this event that that actually took place where um, it, it was the f- race to be the first uh, pilot to fly over the English Channel, mm. flying from London to Paris. I think that's what it was. Are you looking at the summary right there, Jesse? Uh, yeah, summary is he's just um, hoping to push Britain to the forefront of aviation. And Ooh. he he makes an international air race across the English Channel. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's really funny. It's kind of got like it's a mad, 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 mad world vibes Ooh, or yeah. uh, or rat race. Mad, mad, mad. I think you get to the right number. Of yeah, oh yeah. Wow. I, I saw that movie like five times. Is it like three hours it long? <laughs> it is. I don't know why I watched it that many times. Um, but uh, but it's like that, but a lot shorter and also a lot funnier, at least in my memory of nice. seeing it when I was 12. I mean, you seem to have a pretty good memory of it. It was really memorable. It was surprisingly hilarious. Wow. Okay. There's all sorts. Yeah, it's it's got this awesome opening um, bit with uh, videos of all the people who failed at making flying machines. Oh, good. Um, yeah, the original fail videos. Yeah, like the original <laughs> fail videos. It's a ton of fun. So I that recommend sounds, that. Oh, that sounds so familiar. I think I've seen that, but it's definitely shot up to my in my top five watch list right now. Yeah, you should check it out. It's wrinkling my it's brain. Something. It is like nothing scary in it too. So maybe like like I'm thinking about that because my daughter, you know, like my daughter's like yours, Jesse, where where she will be ready to run out of the room at any moment mm-hmm. uh, if there's. Anything too scary. If they're scaries. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Anything too thematic. How about you, Vito? What's your uh, Black Sheep Dad movie? Okay. So this is this is also a little hard for me because I I try and like I just like a lot of things. I'm I'm just so eclectic, guys. I'm just I like <laughs> all movies. I like just, all music. We're just eclectic people. I'm we're, just really we're deep. Enjoyers of deep things. Really deep. Yeah. No, but it was really hard for me because I tend to really like a lot of different things. And if I don't like something, it's generally because I think it's bad. And so <laughs> it's hard to admit of a black sheep there. But I think something that people might be surprised by me liking is I I really like, I really, really love Devil Wars Prada. <laughs> I really, really love Devil Wars Prada. Like so much. I can't, 
I can't I can't even talk about how much so I love the movie. Who's more excited about showing it to to your kids, you or, or or Jill? Jill at this point has been a little scared off by how much I like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, we do. We we quote it all the time in the house. Um, when one of us asks another one to get get a drink or something from the fridge, <laughs> they start coming back and be like, "By all means, move at a glacial pace." <laughs> nice. Uh, so that that's that's one. Also, Sleepless in Seattle. I I watched it with my daughter uh, a little bit ago, and she was really into it. She really loved it. I think I might have told the story already before on the podcast. But my my real answer though is is Free Solo. Oh, Free Solo. That is surprising. That's really surprising. I I was floored by free solo i was my hands were sweaty watching that movie cool Uh, i was so excited to see it i I was talking with a work friend of mine uh, shout out to saul and i was like dude i have to see this movie it looks so cool this great documentary and he he let me use his direct tv login so i could watch it live (laughs) and yeah it's it's really something it's one of the best movies i saw that year i think it was 2018 uh it's it's just about a, a free solo climber that means you climb with the assistance of no ropes or anything. It's you and the rock slab. And he, yeah. I, if you fall, you die. You do. Yeah. And his journey as a person, he's a very interesting character. And his relations with the people around him, the drive that he has for doing this and why. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very compelling. Really beautiful movie. Okay. That's also, I guess, in the top five of my watch list too. But man, how long is it? It's like an hour and a half. Okay. It's not like 20 hours of him climbing El Capitan. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's a very tense because then they actually were able to film his his ascent that actually like broke the world record. I think he, I think he's the only person I've ever free soloed El Capitan. Um, you can fact that check me on that, right. but I, I think he's the only one. At least at the time. And they had to use like all kinds of different ways to even try and film him doing it because they couldn't get close to the helicopter because they knock him off the face of the wall. And so there's this whole story behind the crew figuring out how they're going to tell the story with him every step of the way. And what they do is they're able to climb in portions with the camera and pull it up from from the top or push it from below so that you watch him actually there and you get the scope and just how dangerous this is. He's climbing, he's using ledges that are like half the width of his fingernail to pull himself up. It's it's bonkers. Wow. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, sorry. We might have talked about that one later, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That sounds great. I'm, Do you have a Dark Horse uh, dark horse, horse Dad movie, Jesse? I've got a few. I've got a few. Um, first one is probably Emma. Um, because nice. I am cool. the t- 2020 version uh, with Dr. Taylor-Joy. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't really like... Uh, you know, Victorian British drama much sure. at all. Yeah, um, sure. But man, I really liked Emma. Um, yeah. I don't think my kids will ever associate British drama with me ever. And so I think, I think when I tell them one day that I really like this movie and want to show it to them, they're going to be shocked. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is one of dad's favorite movies. This is not like anything else that he likes. <laughs> I remember yeah. when, we were, when we were crafting our top five episode yeah. that came back, go, go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. But when we were crafting that, that episode. There was a lot of discussion about Emma. And <laughs> I remember there's a lot of, there's a lot of Jesse being like, 
you guys like this movie? <laughs> like, Jesse, it's so good. You need to watch it. And I remember when you finally did, I, I at least breathed the sigh of relief. Yeah. Jesse was like, I loved it. It was amazing. It was, it was so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Check out uh, the movie if you haven't seen it also. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really surprising. Um, it's just, it's also very different. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about that one too much because I, I think we're going to talk about it one day. Um, yeah, cool. And then I got two other ones as well. Uh, one would be Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We are all big Sky yeah. Captain in the World of Tomorrow fans it's here. A great movie. I, I love it. Um, I normally don't like things as cheesy and campy as this movie is. And I, I'm not sure if I'm going to show this to my kids because the eye rolls that will ensue <laughs> are going to be, are going to be drastic. Um, I think, I think what helps though is that it's so intentionally campy, you know, it's not taking itself seriously almost ever. Like, like even the cinematography is that dreamy sort of vibe. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very much hearkening back to the, the, the serials of old, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like the first movie they used a dead person, yeah. like uh, recordings of dead per- people. Laurence to, Olivier. Yeah. Laurence Olivier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Look where that got us. All right. And last entry onto my unexpected dad movie list is It's Such a Beautiful Day, which is oh, yeah. a movie about stick figures. Oh, and they'll rip your heart up. Oh, it's it's amazingly like surreal, but also tells a, the terrifying story of, of a man who has some sort of brain tumor. Yeah. Um, and he's just living with it um, and kind of going a little crazy and you can't tell what's real and what's not. Um, but there are certain portions that you it's definitely real. And then it's about him coming in terms of the fact that he's dying. It's Side, sidebar about it. Such a beautiful day. Mike, do you think that Charlie Kaufman has spent his entire career trying to write it? Such a beautiful day. I think so. And just can't do it. Yeah. He can't do it. No, Don Hertzfeld. Don Hertzfeld just, just did it. it done in like an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> with stick figures, like yeah. drawings of stick figures. This movie is, is ridiculously like meaningful. Um, yeah. It's just dripping with, with, meaning i don't know like, <laughs> the like, meaningful movie drips with the meaning yeah, it's, it's, it's so it, it's a really deep movie um it affects everyone who's who's ever seen it very deeply yeah we, we can i i almost only want to talk about it in a slightly joking manner because it, it it's a movie that like that that brought me to tears yeah several times across several different viewings i, I it, it shakes me deeply i i would love to talk for three hours about that movie i it would just be so personal. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't know when to ever show that one to my kids, but it's going to have to happen sometime. Um, yeah. Uh, it's not going to be a great day when it does. Too. Everybody's just going to be moping around the house. But as we all were, when we all watched it like together at different times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you should, you should think about these things. You should think about death and the way it presents it here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, movie about stick figures, my unexpected dad movie. And I think here credit is where credit's due. And uh, we got to say, Nick, loyal member and listener of the podcast, uh, thank you so much for showing us that movie. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. He like intercepted me after, like we all went to college together and he, uh, as I came back from Christmas break, he just intercepted me and said, you have to watch this movie. And he like took me to a room and we both just sat and watched it. (laughs) you know 
Also, you know, F you, Nick, for doing that, because I just came back. <laughs> I was so happy to see people. And you just brought me to this room and it was so depressing. And I was so happy I saw it. But like, I just wanted to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> that movie does annihilate happiness for a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. feel like all emotions except deep melancholy and sadness are, are fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then Mike is coming... uh... Mike is just staring pensively. Well, like, I mean, how I'm going to yank Mike out of this. <laughs> I, I just like, I, I mean, it definitely left me sad, but I did feel, I don't know, a, a deep meaning to life through it. Yeah. Um, like, like there's, it's not just depressing. I'm, I'm going to say that for the listener. It's not mm-hmm. just a depressing movie. It's not like, like I would say Gallipoli is, is a bummer of a movie. Like you end that movie <laughs> yeah. and you're like, yeah, man. Like, why do we go to war? Um, like, this is horrible. Yeah. You end, you end at such a beautiful day, and you think more than it's not just why or why. You don't have a why at the end. You're like, well, this is how it is, and it's such a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that's a good note to leave it on. Uh, I don't want anybody who hasn't seen the movie to just think it's really depressing and that there's yeah. no reason to watch it. Um, it does have a lot of beauty in it. Um, and that's why it should be seen. Five out of five recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. And what an alienating movie to recommend to people too. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I agree. But yeah, yeah, go watch the weird stick figure movie. It's it's fantastic. Um, okay, but getting back onto it. Going to your third pick, Jesse. 310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. That's right. 310 to Yuma, 2007. Um, I don't think I've seen the original, or if I have, it's so long, I don't remember what it was. But, uh, you know, me and my family, we grew up watching Westerns, tons of John Wayne movies, tons of just every Western out there. Uh, I think I've seen at least some scenes from it, so I'm sure I've seen 310 to Yuma at some point then. Um, And uh, I remember seeing trailers to this one, and thinking it was edgy and cool. And I wanted to see a modern Western, not a black and white one. Um, (laughs) And then my dad had seen trailers and he really wanted to see it too. And uh, my mom pointed it out. She's just like, you know, dad really wants, he's seen that movie, uh, the trailers to that movie too. Uh, You guys should go see it. And so, uh, so my dad came out and was just like, Hey, do you want to go see it right now? And we went to theaters and watched it. And oh, oh man, I loved it. I loved it so much. I I was 15 at the time, but like I had never seen a movie like this intense with like these archetypes, like actually battling it out and realizing that they could make that the bad guy can act good and the good guy can act bad (laughs) and uh, not knowing which way this is going to go. And it's such a thrilling ride. I got so sucked in to those characters. In fact, to this day, I think this made a lasting impression on, like character dramas that I love so much um, because I think it really got started to hear this when I realized I really just want to see two different viewpoints go at it and watch what unfolds from that. And, uh, and I remember my dad really liking it too. And I remember kind of being floored because this was, this was a period in my life again, where I was, I was a, the worst version of myself. So I just assumed me and my dad don't like the same things, you know, uh, like we we grew up watching some westerns, but I I'd grown out of that now. But uh, <laughs> for us to both like the same movie and both say that it was good, um, yeah, I 
I remember that being really impactful. Um, so, uh, and then I, I got the DVD and then I showed it to anybody who would come to my house ever. If there was ever like, uh, what movie should we watch? I'm like, we're going to watch 310 Yuma. It's so much fun. You're going to love it because of course, that's just what I assumed everybody should like because I thought it was so awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah I, th- there, there's regularly times where I, I think at least once or twice in college, you know, I, I'd, I'd be like, oh, where, where are we meeting up? You know, did, did you did you take that person over there? And you'd be like, they're taking him to contention. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely heard you say that at least once. Um, th- it, this is a this is a really great movie. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you done? Go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, this I was really obsessed with this movie when it came out. I was obsessed with everything leading up to it because Christian Bale was my dude back when because of Batman Begins and actually only literally for that, but he was my dude. And Rain of Fire. <laughs> and Rain of Fire, yeah. <laughs> and Russell Crowe for, you know, being in Gladiator and just being kind of the toughest, like most badass star at the time. And Has Cinderella Man come out? It yet? had. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2005. And Master and Commander. And Master and Commander, 2003. Which was Peter Weir, but not 310 to Yuma. Just, That's right. Sorry, I connect. I connect. Synapses fire. <laughs> That's the best way to describe Mike's brain. Synapses fire. I, stuff comes out. Stuff um, came out of my mouth. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> Keep going, Vito. I think the listeners love that. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I was so obsessed with trying to see it, and it was like it was a real uphill struggle with my dad because it was it was R rated. It was violent. There was gray morality to it. Like it's very much a revisionist western, more in like the style of Unforgiven than say I don't know. Um, the Alamo, but it was also pretty old fashioned in terms of how it presented that, that gray morality, you know, there was clearly a good guy and clearly a bad guy. There was mm-hmm. just a little bit of overlap. And when I finally saw it, I was obsessed with this movie, just like you, Jesse. And we, we were all talking at a different conversation. We were setting up this podcast and I was mentioning that I thought this was like high cinema. When I first saw it, I was like, this is easily one of the greatest movies ever made, right? Clearly, it just it's it's this, it's Casablanca, like <laughs> uh, it's it's Man for All Seasons. These are the three best movies ever. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's only recently on the rewatch where where I think I, I I estimated this movie correctly, which is that I think without the presence of the stars, without the the gravitas of Crow and, and Bale and these style and skill of James Mangold, I think this movie would have sucked. Like, yeah. I really oh, don't yeah. think it would have worked. Yeah. But these guys take like this pulpy B material and they elevate it into something like truly, truly stunning. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. And they're having fun. That's the yeah. thing too. They're, they're clearly they're enjoying being able to do this. Like they're Russell like Crowe is like- at the height of their powers. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russell Crowe's almost like twirling his mustache. <laughs> you know? He's so good. <laughs> He's such a good bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's what I wish he would do more, and I wish he'd done it earlier too. Yeah, because he starts off with Romper Stomper back in the early '90s, where he plays a, a neo-Nazi skinhead, mm-hmm. um, and then he's like a good guy. Well, after Virtuosity, I have to admit, after Virtuosity with Denzel, then he's just a good guy for a long time, and it's only when he got older he started to slowly tip back, like I mean, Les Misérables and all. Yeah, but and unhinged, just and unhinged. last year, which I haven't <laughs> hey, seen. That's a movie but... about being unhinged. I mean, he needs a good carpenter. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway that that was my relationship with 310 Yuma is that I, it's consumed much of my thoughts as a young man and that mm-hmm. central that central fight between the two of them uh it, it, it's always fascinated me even on rewatch what, what do you think Mike yeah so I was um 
my first impression of 310 Yuma was that it wasn't very good. I was very disappointed <laughs> by it. And I went back and watched it again um, for the first time in over 10 years now. Um, and it blew my mind. I was like, why was I so disappointed in this movie? This was actually a pretty darn good, good movie. It was beautiful. It was incredibly well acted. Like it was an interesting story. Um, I think that the story kind of, kind of, it, it doesn't quite work. It, it fudges itself end. when it needs to fudge itself, you know? Yeah. <sighs> and you know, like, yeah. so it's not perfect, but it's still like, it's, it's a Western. Like, what are you going to, and it's like do? a great time of Western. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Oh, but man. so I was going back and I was trying to realize why did I have such a low opinion of it when I saw it? And I'm trying to remember, I don't think I saw it in theaters, although I feel like I did, hmm. but it came out in 2007, which is the year that, a ton of stuff came out. One of the best years. Of One movies. of the best years ever. Um, so it was surrounded by a bunch of other movies that were better than it. Yeah. Um, mm. And I had just seen There Will Be Blood. <laughs> the next week, I saw No Country, no Country. for Old Men. <laughs> the next day, I, I saw that with my. I saw both of these movies with with my friends um, and my my uh, my close friends and, and their dad, who was very much a father figure to me, showed us these three movies. Um, and, uh, and so we went, we, we saw, no, uh, there will be blood, which we thought was amazing. No country for old men at their house. They came over to my house the next night for something else. And he had brought no country for old men. He was like, I want to watch this again. Do you guys want to watch it again? <laughs> I was like 17 or 18. So, so we were, we were old enough to be seeing it, um, for sure. And we're like, hell yeah, we, we we want we love this movie and it's a movie that we've all loved since. Did, did you just like walk around to each other and just be like, call it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then three ten to Yuma, which in terms of like subject matter and kind of what it's talking about is it's not talking about the sort of themes that Paul Thomas Anderson or the Coen Brothers talk about ever. Sure. Um, and so it was a letdown. It was the third movie that we watched. It was like these three gritty western e movies came out mm -hmm. let's watch all three of them and so that that's why i had such a low estimation of it mm -hmm. and i feel like for the last 13 years i've been talking to people and being been like yeah it wasn't that great of a movie like yeah i didn't really like <laughs> it like yeah it's not really worth seeing i just feel bad that i said that about this movie because it's definitely worth seeing it's a ton of fun it, it's like it's like if you have like if you have a, the best steak of your life one night and then the next night you have the the most like delicate French cuisine yeah. the next night. And the night after that, someone just gave you a really good cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, exactly. You would just yeah. be like, well, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's no it's no steak tartare. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this movie still so, holds so, up too, because I also found yeah. out I've never showed this to my wife. So she had never seen it until oh, last cool. night. Oh, um, great. And I was kind of shocked. Dude, I was like, I've shown this to everybody. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, it's the same with mine. And she was like, like I told her, I kind of like couched it that way. Like, I don't think it's that great of a movie. She was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll start it with you, but I'm probably going to go take a shower. She sat through the whole thing. Yeah. She loved it. it it's, yeah. just, it's such a good time. Yeah. And like when, when you, when you see, especially Ben Foster, who oh, is yeah. so evil yeah. and scary. And he's got like these weird eyes that just seem like, so I, I thought about this. I thought about the this. Creepiest like, smile of all time. Just mm -hmm. especially when when he when he goes to report the crime in the sheriff's office, mm -hmm. right? And he smiles, yeah. and it's not with his eyes at all. And you're like, "How did you do that?" It's so uh, good. But I okay. The thing about Ben Foster that's so cool is he literally has shark eyes. His eyes are dead. Yeah, that's why yeah. he's so scary. There's something so alien about him, 
and almost everything he does, there's this like inhuman maniacal energy that, that animates him. Oh, oh man. Dude, I can't wait to do a full episode on three times a human. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to. I wasn't I was gonna say, like, I don't think it is, but they're taking him to contention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right town. Even bad men love their mamas. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, when he pushes him off, oh my gosh, I yeah. forgot about that. Shocking. Yeah. It's sh- and it's just kind of like Yep. He's gone. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Never seen it, again. That's what it would have been like. Yeah. He's just gone. What's what was his name? I forgot his name. McElroy. Yeah. McElroy. Yeah. McElroy. Yeah. McElroy. Yeah. Byron. Oh. Byron McElroy. Wow. Yeah. That's what I never liked much about you, Byron. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I, w- I wanted to say, so I watched this with my dad because we have a history of Westerns and I associate Westerns with my dad. And that's part of the reason why we both went and watched it together. Um, so I was thinking like, what, so genre of movie or type of movie are your kids going to associate with you? Um, Fido. Okay. Uh, so I think pretty clearly, I think for anyone that knows me, even for more than like one conversation, it's pretty clear. I really like crime movies. <laughs> like that, that's my main diet of, of movies. That's like my comfort place is give me any movie about a crime of any kind. It doesn't even matter. I have a deep fascination with crime. Specifically, if I had to be specific, it's heists. Man, if there's a heist in your movie, I've watched it. <laughs> and I probably really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> even even something like surprising like The Bling Ring. You know, I'm like, yeah, there's heisting in this, man. This movie rules. <laughs> um, maybe I should have put that down for the unexpected movie that I like. I really like The Bling Ring. Um, but anyway, so I think everyone <laughs> knows that about me. I think that my children will know that about me. I think my daughter already does. <laughs> She's like three. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think I think that's the that's the main one. Action, action, and heist movies. That's just that's where I live. Crime. What about horror? Now I love horror, and I'll talk about it for a long time. But that's not what I mainly watch. Mm. Like I I make time for them, and I yeah. do see them. But when I'm just wanting when I just want to be in a safe place, kind of, yeah, it's a crime movie. It's a crime. Let me see some crime. Yeah, like film yourself doing a crime and send it to me, and I'll like it. <laughs> I just like crimes. I don't know. There you go. Specifically stealing, though. Okay, don't 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 be gross. I don't like the gross crimes. Give me just the good stealing. crimes. <laughs> this is what what our friendship not, is based off of. Yeah, actually stealing. Not like yeah. Seven, right? <laughs> Which has all the gross crimes. No, I like those, I like those <laughs> gross crimes. <laughs> Very specific gross crimes that I like. But like, let's put it this way. I love Law & Order. Not a big fan of Law & Order SVU, okay? That is the cutoff line for me. That is the crime I am not a fan of. But if you want to give me a, a long movie wherein bizarre crimes happen that illustrate the depth and depravity of the human condition, like Seven does, I'll sit through that too. Yeah, and enjoy it. What about you, Mike? I struggle to say. Um, I mean, I think, okay. I have like I, a joking answer for you, but it's ma- more ma- like maybe making fun I, of you. I, I kind of want to hear it maybe. Um, but I mean, like definitely totally war movies and gangster movies are definitely like, I like the heist movies, um, but almost more because of their closeness to like La Familia, you mm. know, sort of vibe, like building sort of a, a family that goes and gets something, works together to get something and then my favorite sorts of gangster movies are the one where you see how this is the downfall of like uh, Carlito's way uh, or the Godfather. 
Well, I mean, I was just trying to go for something that wasn't so normy, Mike. I mean, okay, I'll be, I, I, I'm fine with being normy, whatever. Like, like if I'm thinking, like, okay, what am I just going to turn on? Godfather. You're just going to uh, turn on The Godfather? You Departed. Just, you just I mean, like, on the I Godfather? Know. <laughs> no, not it's just a Sunday afternoon. You're just going to turn on The Godfather. <laughs> it's kind of everything around around that. What, what um, is what is the attraction? Is it is it the costuming? Is it the way they interact with each other? I, I the costuming, the way they interact, um, the the family aspect of it is really fascinating. Um, it's fascinating to me the way that these people can be so uh, so united in a way, but for something that's finally so um, so evil. Yeah. Right. Like um, it, it, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, there's something very human about them. There's something admirable even in in their devotion to family. Um, but it's like it's diseased, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just like movies about sort of family relations because I'll go into like Irish movies as well. Irish is all about family and that it, there's almost like like IRA movies, I guess, are kind of gangster movies. They're they also I mean, like, they're, they're domestic terrorists under the masquerade yes, of gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Like the the light IRA movies, the ones that yeah. are painting it in the colors of like, oh, they're the good guys, not in the they did car bombs. And right, do car bombs. I don't think they're really that active anymore. But oh, yeah, yeah, lately. But, but like, uh, so then you got like the Departed in there. You got, I mean, Goodfellas. Oh yeah, of course. Good Goodfellas. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, I'd say something like that. But then also, I, I love, I love stuff like the Florida Project and oh, uh, sure. and um, you're still walking and still walking. You're, I mean, you're yeah. still walking. I'm still walking. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever kind of makes Vito angry, pretty much. That's that's what I, I like. Uh, now listen, listen. I watched the Florida Project alone in a theater, and I cried so hard. I cried so hard, yeah. but it was okay because I was completely alone in an abandoned theater, <laughs> and I felt that was like the perfect way to see it is in a large empty room where when it's over, all you can hear is like the echoing of your sobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's classic dad right there. Yeah. 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 Great. Um, What's what's what? So your black your black not your black sheep. No, your, your genre, genre. Your genre. Your dad's genre. My dad genre. Like just thinking of the movies that I really like and the way I get into movies, it's always through characters. So anything about character driven drama, um, that's what I love. That's what I'm always here for. Like no matter what the movie is, I'm always looking at what are the characters doing and why. That's what I love the most. Action scenes complicated plots they can all come secondary for me i just love to know the characters and the change that they undergo well this um, last year has been like a goldmine for you then there are yeah. so many movies about that well and sound of metal is like one of my favorites oh, of all yeah. time now so yeah and yeah. that was and that is just a character driven drama what is this guy going through and how he's doing it uh whiplash is also up there is one of my favorites oh, yeah. because it's just about jazz drumming but it's not really about jazz drumming um, it's about like two, two people struggling and getting back at each other and, and just trying to become great. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of thing that I love. And that's also why I love it's such a beautiful day. It's just deep diving. <laughs> it's, it's just, just listening. Sorry, real quick. Listening to that audio clip of you just describing the plot of whiplash. I was like, shit, is he talking about the prestige? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Flash is basically the prestige. It kind of yeah. was, though. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and, well, and the thing is, like, the prestige, I don't find as deep in character. So that's why 
that's why I prefer Whiplash to something like yeah. The Prestige. Although I, I, I hope my kids associate The Prestige with me. And as an honorable mention, and I was talking to somebody else, um, a friend of mine called, uh, his, his name's Dan. Dan, if you're listening to this, this comes from you. He was saying that he would like Christopher Nolan movies to be associated with him as his dad movies. And I couldn't help but agree with them. Um, it's respectable. Yeah. With, with, for me, the exception being following and tenant, but the rest I'll watch. And I want my kids to associate them with me even. Yeah. I just maybe complicated plots come secondary for me, but all of these, um, they have enough character in them for me to sink my teeth into. And then the plots are just so amazing. Uh, there's nothing else quite like it. That's and interesting because I, I think you you and Mike are both very character driven in the movies that that you that you generally seem to to love, mm-hmm. and I, I do enjoy a good character. I mean, we, we Sound of Metal is our favorite movie from last year, yeah. And I've been watching a lot of movies that are deep into character, things like Promising Young Woman or uh, Judas and Black Messiah. But also, like, I I really do like a just a plot forward movie too. Like that's why I like some of these heist movies. Is it doesn't really. For me, sometimes it doesn't even matter who these people are. Like yeah. I'm just involved in the story, and I, I don't. I'm not saying I don't need character because I do definitely sometimes. But that's something I can. I'm more able to take or leave. Um, that's that's interesting. Just how that's reflected in our choices as we're I, talking. I kind of want my my kids to associate both with me. Like I, I love a good story. The movies that I love, love though. Like like I, I will enjoy the crap and, and just like watch. You know, Ocean's Eleven any day. Right. You, no, you, you better but... you better not be saying Ocean's Eleven as something that doesn't delve deep into character. No, it delves into character. It does. They're... Yeah, sure, sure. You're but gonna I mean, insult like... Basher. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it's not it's it's not shoplifters, right? It's like, not shoplifters. It, like, um, or I, I don't know. There's, I, a, there's a few subtle differences. It's not No Country for Old Men. <laughs> like, oh, True. I, so I, I was I, I just want to like append to to mine as well. Like, I like movies that are really big picture. Like they talk about the human condition in a very large way. Like that's you also like them in a very small way though too. Well, but movies that are about the human condition in a sw- in a small way sometimes are the biggest, mm. <laughs> right? Like the ones that look okay. very okay. precisely. And that's like like we brought up two Koreada movies. Mm. Um, he's a, a Japanese filmmaker. His full name, uh, Hideo Koreada. Um, I, I've only seen a couple of his movies, but they're fantastic. Highly recommend them. Um, they're very, very much about small relationships and small motions. They're, they're concerned. Uh, there's a lot of like similarity in sort of the shooting of the films to the sound of metal. Um, if you've seen that, because it's very naturalist, about it. very, very yeah, quiet, very naturalist, very quiet listening to, to small sounds. Um, but they're very much about the human condition in a very general way by taking from the particular to, mm-hmm. to the large, yeah. um, the large picture. And I think that's probably why you like those character driven or maybe, maybe what you're. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is what I find so fascinating is how, how like a single individual can like in, in a story, like highlight so many other people and um, show you a different aspect that you never thought about. Show, show, show you something about yourself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, yeah, I've never thought about greatness or the desire to be great so much. Uh, as when I uh, saw Whiplash, and oh, yeah. thought about that afterwards. Man, that movie still tears me up to think. Just trying to wrap my head around that and what my desires are, um, and how I should go about being great. And yeah, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to save all my commentary and whiplash for yeah. when we get to that one, because I have also have a lot of things to say about it. And um, I guess I also misunderstood this question a little bit when I answered it. I was the question, what genre of movies will your kid associate with you or what genre will you want your kids to associate with you? I, I, Our kids are like either. kids, <laughs> like they're kids. I know, but you both you both <laughs> answered with the want, and I answered with the. I did. I did half will, half one. Okay. okay. So, so character driven dramas they will because I just simply like them. Christopher Nolan, I hope they do. I hope I I drive that home enough. But also, also uh, a want, and I think they will. Um, it's going to be this, and this, this cheating is not a genre. Star Wars. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a genre. That's a genre. All yeah. <laughs> at this point, at this point, we've got so many branches of the of the um, extended universe. Both yeah. the Star Wars allowed EU? and allowed and, and not allowed. Yeah, S S T S W E U. Yes. Yeah. So much. There's so much there. And also, so for my birthday, I got a 4K TV. Never had one before. I'm so happy. I'm. I'm living large, you know. Um, Have you turned it off since you got it? <laughs> uh, occasionally, uh, for bathroom breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Is it off right now? I I hope I left I it can, on. I hope I, I, I can <laughs> see it from from here. I'm watching something while I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> that color, it's so. There's so many K's to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's like there's so there's many like K's. Four of them. And it's like four K's. <laughs> um. So I inaugurated it with 310 to Yuma. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's a good one, man. A lot that, of colors. Yeah. So many colors. And then uh, you get to see how dirty everyone is all the time. Yeah. They're so <laughs> grimy and sweaty. It's like, I can see your pores really well and they are working. <laughs> and yet <laughs> they're, they're still working, my like attractive movie stars. It's true. It's nice to see Russell Crowe looking the way he did in 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's like so, two Russell Crowe's uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe three. It's so yeah. bad. Whatever think the other one. I, 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 I <laughs> there's so many Russell Crowe's to me. Just which one are you going to run into today? Um, <laughs> oh, it's racist Russell Crowe today. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I love the gladiator Russell Crowe and the Russell Crowe from 310 to Yuma. I want that. That's what I want. That's what Dude, I want. Dude, Gladiator keep. Russell Crowe, the, um, the are you not entertained scene? That's a scene, man. Also, okay. like the opening battle, with, yeah. with, that's a scene. I can't wait. Okay, for my kids. Oh, okay, wait, yeah. wait, then. okay, wait, 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 are you not entertained? That is definite. I'm taking my kid out from whatever they're doing to come watch. Are you not entertained? Nice. Yeah. So I want to rephrase this question then real quick, if, if I may. Okay. What Russell Crowe do you want your kids <laughs> to associate with you? Gladiator. <laughs> Definitely Gladiator. Okay, Jesse's the birthday boy. He picks Gladiator. Um, can I pick two? Maybe. What are they? Cinderella Man and, and Gladiator. Well, you can't pick Jesse's. Okay, Cinderella Man then. Okay, oh, that's oh, good. That's oh, great Master name. and Commander Russell Crowe too. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. Master and Commander Russell Crowe is pretty great. It's pretty what, great. What about you? Cinder that, no, my, uh, mine is Beautiful be Master mind. and Commander. Beautiful Mind. No, why would I be Beautiful Mind? Well, because... Are you saying I'm crazy? And a brilliant physicist? Am I real? <laughs> <laughs> these, these podcast episodes must be wild. It's just me yelling at myself. <laughs> Is this a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's oh, it's master and commander for me. Yeah. How about LA Confidential Russell Crowe? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I do Ooh. not want to be LA Confidential Russell Crowe. Noah Russell Crowe. Noah Ooh, Russell no, Crow. that's a, that's a good one. Just just oh, like I, love, I love Noah. 
He's trying to kill the kid. We're like, going to have to do Noah at some point. Dude, I don't know when we're going to be ready to talk about Noah. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know. I need to know more about Kabbalistic texts. And I don't know when I'm going to find that kind that time in my life. And we, we'll just shut. Yeah. Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> now we're going to talk no, about no, we're stone gonna angels. To. We're like, going to have to. Well, I'm going to push it off as long as I can for the listeners, guys. We can't get an, a podcast up and running and then do Noah. <laughs> I feel like half of Aronofsky, my kids will associate with me, and half of it they will never hear about. <laughs> yeah. You see, so that's the thing okay. is like the stuff that the stuff that I have like near and dear to my heart here is like Paul Thomas Anderson is is yeah. really big in my life. And a lot of that is for really personal reasons and about how I think of myself and who I am and who I want to be. And some of that is so deeply personal. I sort of almost never want my children to encounter that because I don't want to share that much of myself in that very almost inappropriate way with your kid yeah. where, where you expose these struggles so deeply and intimately. But those ones, um, yeah, those ones really, they, they changed my life. Um, it's movies that you want your kids to experience in their 20s. Away from me. You wonder about yeah. how whether they'll know how much it meant to you. Yeah, if, if, it, if they can recognize something yeah. in them or I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't even know if I could say like a want. Maybe like, yeah, I don't even know if I have a want. If it looks, if I die and the only movie my kids can associate me with is Blade Runner, I'll count that as a win. All right. That's oh, that's, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> that's good. You know, sci-fi in general is just a dad oh, genre. Yeah. 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 Actually, I'll, I'll so I feel like we're Star really Wars all over the map sci-fi. here. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. You know, I would agree with you too. Yeah, I, I feel like we're really all over the map here. This is fun. We're, though, we're because... kind of saying like all the movies that we like, we yeah. hope that our kids associate with us, as long as it's not stuff that's too personal. Yeah, and shows our weaknesses <laughs> too much. Yeah, well, because we, yeah. we, we don't we don't want to seem like the deeply flawed human beings that our children already know us to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want to be something aspirational. Uh, yeah, but sometimes that's just not that's just not possible. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Okay, so wrapping up, wrapping up here. So this being a different kind of episode, we generally, if you know our podcast, you know that we come on, we talk about one specific movie and we talk about, is this a dad movie? Would we show this to our kids? We discuss the genre of dad movies itself. And with this one, we took a different tack and we did more of this this sort of roundtable discussion, mentioning a whole bunch of different movies, probably incomprehensibly and in ways that listeners are going to have a hard time following. But that's actually <laughs> how our general conversations with each other go. <laughs> Good luck, guys. <laughs> so but if don't if, you wish you could hang out with us <laughs> i will show off to you how many movies i know <laughs> uh yes, but if this you, is the kind will. of show that you yeah i know i know i, will. I know I will. and you'll both continually disappoint me by not watching them um so but if this is the sort of episode or sort of show that you like and maybe you'd want to hear more of us do in the future uh let us know you know we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback recently uh, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And uh, yeah, let us know as we change things up every now and then if that works for you or doesn't. Um, anything left, Mike? I got nothing, man. And this was Jesse? awesome. Uh, other than to say, Jesse, thank you for doing this. This was a ton of fun. It was it was fun to go back and revisit all of these movies and um, and realize that like uh, 310 to Yuma was a lot better than I remembered. Dude, I'm uh, so glad you, you got that. I'm glad you yeah. got that out of this. That's so great. It was fun. It was fun. I call I label this a successful episode because Mike changed his mind on 310 to Yuma. <laughs> and getting Mike to change his mind on anything is, as we know, uh, abominably hard. 
Uh, so thank you for that as well, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. And happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This has been a great birthday, a great birthday episode. Can't wait to do it again in a year. Exactly. So, so how does it feel to be 12, Jesse? <laughs> oh, it feels similarly to 10. <laughs> you know, I'm just, straight line. <laughs> I'm just two years older from a few days ago. Yes, that's that's how wild, my timeline wild. works. I'm I'm on a tenant timeline. Yeah. Because okay. remember, he goes back in time, remember? Yeah, I go back and then this I go is... forward. And so so I, I age differently. Yeah. 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 Sometimes we see him with a beard and then sometimes he's really old and then sometimes he's a child. He, he always has a beard, though. That's true. That's true. So the strange part is the younger I get, the deeper my voice goes. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of cool, but mostly creepy. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Baby Jesse is a, that's a weird experience, man. I'm not a fan. (laughs) Next time you show up in baby form, we're just not doing the episode. Okay. That's that's uh, what I'll leave. But I'd like to point, I'd like to point everyone though. uh, We do have a website. I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's nyfmovies.com. You can find us there find all our episodes there. Uh, you can find us anywhere you, you find your podcasts. Uh, please come and join our Facebook group. Come talk to us on Reddit. Um, talk to us on Twitter, NYF Twitter, Movies. At NYF Movies, yep. And email us at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I think we're interrupting our listener request month for this episode. And if it gets out in time, then next week is going to be The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And if we don't get it out on time, it'll be something else. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, for Not Your Father's Movies, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Have a good night.